Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. My glory to God. Well, family, today we're continuing in our series, Repercussions. We're continuing in our series, Repercussions, and I want you to turn with me back in the, back to the Bible in our text, which is in 1 Kings. 1 Kings, we're going to look back at chapter 12 today. 1 Kings chapter 12, and we're going to begin at verse 12. We're going to begin at verse 12. If you haven't done your, your scripture reading for devotion, we're about to take care of that right now. We're going to begin at verse number 12. Again, 1 Kings chapter 12 and 12. Here the word of God reads, it says, So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old men's counsel and that, get, that they gave him and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shilonite unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse to Jesse, to your tents, O Israel. Now see to thine own house, David. So Israel departed unto their tents. But as for the children of Israel, which dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. And King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the tribute, and all Israel stoned him with stones that he died. Therefore King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day, meaning unto the day that this was written. And it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only. And when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin and hundred and fourscore thousand chosen men, that's 180,000 chosen men, which were warriors to fight against the house of Israel, to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came unto Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, 
and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not go up nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. They hearkened therefore to the word of the Lord and returned to depart according to the word of the Lord. Today we're speaking from the subject, the fallout, the fallout. As we concluded last time, we saw that Jeroboam had been put in position put in position to lead the Israelites as king over 10 of the tribes. And now here we see how it actually unfolds. We see how it unfolds. Look back with me at verse 12. Again, he talks about how they had already received instruction. Jeroboam got with the Israelites and they received instruction to go ahead and make sure that they will be there on the third day. On the third day, they're going to go back to Rehoboam and talk to him. Look with me down at verse 13. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shilonite unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat, the son of Nebat. Here, as Jeroboam took leadership of the Israelites, as he was about to take leadership of the Israelites, here Rehoboam alienated the people. He alienated them. Jeroboam, of course, and the children, we know that they followed Rehoboam's instructions and they went to him after three days. That's when they went to him after the three days that he requested. And they were answered by the king, not according to the wise counsel he had received by the elder men who served Solomon. No, he chose not to follow their counsel, but he chose to listen to the young foolish men that were his friends. Now, there's a couple of things that we need to understand because in responding this way, it's a few things that happen. It's a few things that happened. And the first thing that happened, he owned their reflections upon his father's government to be true. He owned their reflections. Remember, he said himself, my father made your yoke heavy and I will add to that yoke. He whipped, he, he whipped you with um, or he, he chastised you with whips and I'm going to chastise you with scorpions. There's, he's saying that what you said was true. But the question becomes, was that actually the case? Understand that these were people that they had their own homes. They had their own jobs. They were able to make their own money. They weren't all sitting around begging. 
as paupers. They actually had it. Yes, they had to work many hours that seemed unfair. Yes, they, they had a lot of labor. Yes, they had to pay a high tax, but they were able to pay the tax. They actually had money to pay taxes. So they just wanted some more of their money to stay in their pocket. Sound familiar? They simply wanted to keep some of their tax money for themselves. But here it is. They were saying that, listen, he's done all of these things. And what Rehoboam was doing was actually agreeing with them. He could have actually had a conversation with them and he could have made them understand things a little differently. He could have explained things from a different position. You see, he wasn't skilled in politics. So therefore, he just responded in the way that he felt in his flesh to respond. He just said whatever it was. He, they said he agreed with it. He owned it. He owned it. That's number one. And that shows us something else because secondly, secondly, it shows that he was very arrogant. He was very arrogant. He did not consider how much his father had actually accomplished and he presumed that he could do better. He presumed that he could do better. They had this wonderful house that was built unto the Lord. That his father David could not build, so therefore Solomon built. There was a wonderful house that was built under Solomon, and therefore that was built. There were other buildings and construction that was done throughout the land, making it a virtual during that time, a virtual metropolis. And therefore he, because he sat there in arrogance, thought he could do better than that. He thought he could do better than that. That's the other thing. And then watch this. He threatened not only to squeeze them by increasing the taxes even more, not only that, but to chastise them by cruel laws and severe executions of those laws. So in short, he would he would treat them as brute beasts, loading them with work and beating them at his pleasure. This is what he was presuming that he would be able to do, not caring whether they loved him or not, not caring whether they loved him or not. He would go ahead and make them fear him. He would rather have been feared rather than loved or adored or reverenced. You see here, Rehoboam didn't care if the people loved or adored him or not. This is why he didn't find value in the counsel of the older men. This is why, because he wasn't concerned about how they felt. He wasn't concerned about their situation. He wasn't concerned about their living condition. He wasn't concerned about their, about their, their dreams and their visions, about what they wanted to accomplish in their own families and their lives. That was the last thing on his mind. He wasn't even concerned about it. He was all concerned about himself. He was all concerned about himself. But here's, here's the problem that he ran into. Some of you may be, able, may be able to relate to this. You see, as frustrated as the people may have been, they had become a very prosperous people under Solomon's reign. They had become very prosperous. They were a strong and proud people who were not going to allow themselves to be trampled on or abused. I need somebody to type in chat, amen. 
Amen. <laughs> it was like, no, they weren't going to allow themselves to be trampled or abused. They knew how hard they had worked. They knew how much they had grown. They knew that they, they were proud of their lineage. They were proud of their efforts, how they were raising their families to work hard and to do those things that were righteous before God. They were like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not going to just talk to me any kind of way. You're not just going to treat me any kind of way. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to do that. Oh, I got something for you. I got something for you. <laughs> they said, no, you're not going to do that. No, we, we, we can handle this another way, another way. But that's the problem. Rehoboam didn't see this. In fact, here, Rehoboam had been blinded by his arrogance, his arrogance, and could not see that he was fueling a revolt of the people. Couldn't even see it. Everything that was bubbling up in them came because of him. Understand this principle. Dr. Dr. John Maxwell taught this principle, and I find it to be true. Everything rises and falls upon leadership. Everything rises and falls upon leadership. It's up to leadership to be able to understand, to evaluate, and be able to make adjustments and improvements as you go. He didn't even take the time to do that. Rehoboam didn't even pause. He didn't even stop for a moment. He just kept going and said, no, no, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And he proceeded from there, fueling a revolt in the hearts of the people. You see, this is why it's important, church, to always remain humble. Let me say this again. This is why it is important to always remain humble. Listen, Proverbs 11 and 2 says this. It says this, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. With humility comes wisdom. Let me read that again. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom, comes wisdom. When you choose to be humble, you can hear the wisdom of God speak to you. When you choose humility, you can feel his presence directing you. This is what you're looking for to come from God. But you've got to choose to be humble. You must choose to be humble. You must choose to be humble. So therefore, watch this. Before you speak, humility will allow you to consider your audience and not merely consider yourself. Do you hear me? Humility will allow you to consider your audience, the people that you're speaking to, the people that you're called to, the people you'll, you'll speak, you'll, you'll understand them. You'll take a moment to say, what is it that they're going through? What are their challenges? What are their dreams? What are their pains? What are the things that, that they're believing to overcome? What are the things they need help to be, to, to be uh, lifted up and over? You see, when you take a moment to be humble, and I think you know everything and I think you can do everything and everybody's got an answer to you. When you take a moment to be humble, you can hear in the lives of the people that you're called to and not just be thinking about yourself. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. 
you will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.